two wizards. Two wizards? Two wizards. Two wizards. So, uh, we went to a new, found, uh, found a new brewery, uh, around over here, just down. Oh, yeah? Just down the, the spot, and, um, it, it was in a place, yeah, so, yeah, like, I think most breweries are kind of, like, purpose-built, right? It's like, if one sets up shop and then it folds, like, it's really hard to convert that into, like, I don't know, a m- massage-like parlor or... <laughs> Uh, right, right, right. Yeah, right. It's like ah, here's all these like giant stainless steel tanks. What are we gonna do with it? Um, so, so there, there was one brewery there, Lineage. I think I've drank some other stuff uh, here before, but that they they made the decision. That family made a decision. Like now we're gonna you know say, say why. So, so uh, yeah, the new one, uh, Combustion Brewing, and I think this was like their second location. I think they've been around before. But yeah, the Mrs. Wears and I went over there, had a couple beers, sat out in the sun. And yeah, he right was, was all right. How is it? Yeah, I, yeah, mine were good. I kind of played it safe, knowing that okay, if I'm going to get sun beers, but then come back uh, to record two wizards, probably gonna, can't go like too wild and like show up three sheets to the wind um, <laughs> right <laughs> off the bat. Uh, so yeah, I just had a couple of pilsners, and they were great and refreshing, and yeah, and so it was. It was, it was just kind of nice to sit outside, and then the table next to us was a group of like undergrads talking about their summer exploits it's like oh sweet summer children i i remember those days when i was youthful and my joints didn't hurt (laughs) i could stay up past 10 (laughs) o'clock and now winter is coming literally and figuratively yeah literally and figuratively because and as you and i've talked about before Getting into the best season or best seasons, and yeah, man, I'm I'm starting to feel some of that cool autumny crisp in the air. And I know I don't know if the San Luis Valley is still in their heat wave or not, but um, oh no, it's getting to... real chilly, like oh, okay. mid yeah. low 40s, high 30s at night, and Whew. yeah, no, um, I've been going to the, so yeah, like I have found myself with an abundance of energy, so I've been going to the gym first thing in the morning at like 5:30 when I wake up. Because mm-hmm. I'm still on idiot city market time, like whatever. But I, it's not bad. You can't like work out at seven a.m. because it's just fucking full of people. Yeah. But like yeah. now, like so, I'll be rolling to the gym and just walking in. Like birds are singing, but I can kind of see my breath. I'm like, this is so nice. This is nice. Yeah. This is what. This is it. That's what we're after. Well, yeah. And uh, well, okay. Maybe before we get too far into that, uh, that's a, that's a lovely note. I think to kind of start this episode. Welcome everybody to the latest installment of the Two Wizards podcast. My name is Josh, and I am a wizard. And my name is Mark, and I am a wizard, and yeah. Welcome, everybody. We're glad you're here. Thank you for coming. Yeah, thanks for thanks for joining us. And also, like, a, also like a, a time of changes for us, right? Like, um, the school year has officially started for me, and that's been great so far. It, it is weird, though, because, like, and, and as I've said, like, I'm just writing my dissertation, or I should just be writing my dissertation. Um, and I kind of, and I kind of worked out a deal where I can like teach, like quote unquote, teach a class and still get like a tuition waiver and, uh, and some, and the stipends rolling in. Uh, mm-hmm. but, but this is a completely different teaching environment that I've ever been in before, which is to say that I'm not really teaching at all. 
Um, it's in a giant lecture room. We have like 200 students enrolled. Uh, and there's like the tenured uh, veteran faculty member of like 20 years uh, up there delivering the lecture, like PowerPoint and all that. And then me and the other TAs just kind of like hang out in the side of the classroom and like help with any like AV problems that come up because that's happened a couple times. Um, and then also just like try our hardest not to laugh and giggle just because like the professor will like make some sort of like, like, like classics in joke. And we just all giggle to ourselves like little kids. And then the two. Yeah. Yeah. Cause we get it. Where it's like, ah, nostos. And then like the other, yeah. The like actual students taking the class, like what's wrong with them? Cause Bunch you get nerds. it, but they don't get it. <laughs> Man, my TA was really hot, but he keeps giggling all these stupid in jokes. I don't like him anymore. Yeah. I don't like it. Like, so, so, okay. So we just started reading the Odyssey, and one of the things that uh, the professor was talking about is how um, many of the characters have what we kind of label as speaking names, like their, their their names like reflect something about their personality or their like physical characteristics. Mm, okay. Um, okay. And so, if you'll recall, Mark, back in Ithaca, uh, there's all these like vile, nasty guys who are. Uh, yeah, like eating up all of Odysseus's like food stock and um, and like being pests, and they're trying to marry Penelope. Uh, and one of the worst of those suitors is named Antinous, and what his name literally means is like without a brain. <laughs> <laughs> and so, as the professor is talking about Antinous again, all of us grad TAs are like. <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah it's like stuff like that we're super annoying but it's also kind of like what you're saying just like rolling up at like 5 a.m like rolling into this class at nine like i help him get his powerpoint pulled up and then I just like hang out for an hour yeah and it's not it's not the worst thing in the world it's all it, it's I, I don't have to like come up with my own lesson plans i'll eventually have to grade some of these 200 essays uh that they'll be turning in <laughs> But no, it's chill. I just get to like hang out and like hear this learned man talk about Greek literature. That's awesome. And no, it's great. That's great. And so, so right, that's some of my big like season of change. You have also gotten started with some change of your own, right? Oh, buddy, yeah, uh, listeners. I'm no. Last week right, we confirmed it. I'm no longer a produce wizard. Yeah. Um, I'm now the office wizard. And. God, I've been texting Josh. Like, I feel like a weird, like, needy girlfriend as much as I text Josh. I'm just like, um, my biggest my biggest problem that I'm having is I don't know what to do with an hour for lunch. And then two 20-minute breaks. Like, I've been walking around the block. Like, it's weird. I've been, like, calling my granddad on my breaks and shit like that. Like, Oh, my, oh my God. That's I don't know what man. to do with myself. Right. Like... I get out. I get out at five o'clock on the dot, but we all stop working at like quarter of five, and like I'm like right there. I can, my computer's like hammering out appeals and shit until like the last like ten seconds. And they're like, "Damn, Mark, mm-hmm. you're trying too hard." I'm like, "What? What, what do you mean? It's, it's it's all right, man. You got through your mail. You don't have to do anything the rest of the day." Oh, oh okay. And like this week, okay. I've, I'm off on I'm off this upcoming Friday, and then the entire office mm-hmm. is just closed because of Labor Day. Or memor- whatever it is. Oh yeah, Labor God. Day, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, holidays, yeah, I don't even know what they fucking mean, and I get paid for it. And I'm just like, what? I, I am literally a rescue dog. Like, I am... There's goddamn... What's some nuts? Yeah. Uh, not Sinead O'Connor. Help me out, Josh. Um, 
Oh, Sarah McLaughlin. There you go. Yeah, she's just yeah. like singing in the background. In the arms of insurance, there's Mark Jones. And I'm just like shaky and like my fur's all matted and shit. Yeah. And they give me a bath and comb out my curls and like. It's a, it's it's a like, hey, man, goddamn it, it, trip. Yeah, yeah. We got coffee and donuts in the break room. So just anytime. Just, yeah, go for it. Yeah, like, I'll, like, I'll go to the, you know, I'll go hang a piss or something. And I'll look at, like, the guy sitting next to me in the, like, cubicle next to me. Hey, man, I'm going to hit the head. You don't need to tell me that. Oh, I'm sorry. Or, like, hey, man, I'm going to go take five. It's like Shawshank Redemption. It's okay. You don't need to tell me what you're doing. Oh, yeah, I'm real sorry. Force a habit. Like, it's, it's so goddamn weird. In the best way ever. Like, man. Right. No, true. I am... I am happy and fulfilled, and I didn't know that was the thing. My name is Mark, and I am happy and fulfilled. Like that's where I'm at. Like, <laughs> we, and and yeah, and it is. I think we're both entering this new season of renewal and renewed purpose. And I also get the feeling that all that's going to come crashing down <laughs> in like three minutes after we talk about what's in our wizards' right on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Josh. I don't know about you, but is the world sinking? Because <laughs> I feel, I feel like, I feel like I'm like just. Up to my chin in water and I'm having trouble staying afloat. Um, <laughs> yeah, you want to talk about like world shifting, um, uh, yeah, new paradigm, uh, trying to figure out what this thing is that we're going to be doing. Mark, what's our episode about today? <laughs> we are talking, this is one we've had on the back burner for like, what, a, a yes. year and a half at this point. We we were going to do it as our year time. anniversary and like... Yep. I was reading a book and then I kept reading a book and it was like, you get to a point where you read 500 pages of bullshit and you don't know who you are as a person yeah. anymore. And I was just like, Josh, can we talk about like goddamn Mario or some shit? And you're like, yeah, homie, whatever. Yeah. And yeah, Mario's great. Yeah. No, we are talking about, uh, lost civilizations, but specifically yep. sunken cities. Wow. But to that end, Josh, <laughs> what is in your wizard's right on? Well, and so we did. We wanted to like, not, not that we're doing this every time, because I think we there was a time we did get carried away, but we wanted to theme our drinks and, you know, we went back and forth like, oh, like maybe like a hurricane. Well, no, maybe not a hurricane. That's too, um, but some sort of tiki drink. That sounds fun. And I was like, well, is there one called a cataclysm? Because that, I mean, that also seems yeah. uh, very uh, appropriate. So I did some looking. And granted, in my cursory search, I, maybe I could have maybe I could have found a five hundred page page book that had a recipe for a cataclysm in there. <laughs> five hundred page long recipe. One. Yeah, yeah, um, uh, yeah. The Lemurian mixologist's Bible or something like that. Um, uh, so we both kind of took it upon ourselves to come up with dueling tiki drink recipes for this drink that we're going to call the cataclysm. Um, and I think I maybe read the directions too literally. Oh no. And I'm honestly kind of, I'm, I'm honestly kind of scared to, to drink this. Like, <laughs> so I guess I can go ahead and start um, in, in my mind's eye. I'm like, okay, thinking like cataclysm cocktail, drink, tiki drink, bottom layer, kind of like roiling, orange red magma from the outer mantle and then float on top a sort of like sparkling blue stuff for like the ocean right mm -hmm. and like as, as as a city as this island sunk to 
Um, and so, okay, yeah, the ocean part's easy. So the, the, the ocean part, I have sparkling water and a little bit of uh, light rum, courtesy of Captain Morgan. Okay. Uh, and, a little, and, and a little blue curacao for the color. Fair enough. And so I was thinking, like, okay, so what can I do for the bottom half? Again, this like roiling, seething, orangey red, fiery, magma, lava sort of thing. Well, I didn't want to do just something like a tequila sunrise because that's that's too obvious. Mm-hmm. Um, and, 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 and this is where, again, I maybe read the directions too literally, took the assignment too seriously. Um, as I was shopping around, I thought, oh, and, 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 and in like the juice section because a tiki drink is juice and like rum typically. Mark, I found a bottle of carrot juice. Oh, God, Josh, no. <laughs> oh, no, buddy, no. Okay. So the roiling lava is a little bit of carrot juice. Actually, a lot of bit of carrot juice. <laughs> um, I had some cranberry to kind of add some red. I was looking for grenadine, and maybe I missed it. Um, and, then right, and, and then I have some kraken down at the bottom. So, oh, that's how my... it's that color. Okay. You sent me a picture yeah. and I was like, Josh, what have yeah. you done? And that picture will be made available on our Twitter. Um, so, so yeah, I'm calling this either the cataclysm or the carataclysm. <laughs> um. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, queen. So that's it. That's what's in my wizard's right, Todd. And uh, yeah, I have a fear erection going on here. So <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what this actually tastes like. Uh, but what about you, man? What do you have for a cataclysm? So I need to answer your question number one with a question. Okay. All right. Well, okay. Yeah. What have you been drinking like as your go-to standby drink this entire like, I don't know, last eight months? Uh, yeah, it's been, well, and I even have one on reserve in case this thing, like, I'm going to finish this. I'm, I'm not going to bitch out. I'm going to finish this drink, but then I'm going to immediately chase it with a ranch water. Yeah. Texas ranch water. So in my preparation for this episode, I found two reoccurring themes, water and fire. <gasps> okay. So I don't have a cute name for this yet because I'm too afraid of it to make a cute name. But I have a Texas ranch. <laughs> okay. Essentially it's Mark Jones, uh, podcast rocket fuel with a twist. It's Texas ranch okay. water with fireball in it. Let's go. <laughs> let's go. So so which which flavor? Which flavor is it? I just it went with original. Spicy? Like I was looking at okay, like okay, smart. types and I'm like, okay, you're pairing this with cinnamon whiskey that's already kind of fucking rough. So like don't be a dumb shit about it. But now I kind of think I can get a little bit like hubrisy and I might freeze mm-hmm. this shit into ice cubes and make a great white buffalo oh. out of it. Oh baby! I uh, listeners, stay tuned. But for right now, I have stay a tuned. regular, okay. original Texas Ranch Water hard seltzer, a taste of lime with a hint of agave nectar, with about a shot and a half of fireball in it. <laughs> oh, let's go, bud. Oh, okay, well here's here's on you, buddy. Cheers, good buddy. Okay, how's that keratoclism or what did you call it? Keratoclism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The keratoclism. Um, okay, so. On the one hand, humble brag, I did a pretty damn good job of layering this drink so it didn't all just like mix together and like turn brown. Good. Um, good, good. That being said, that being said, um, yeah, so so far it is just the yummy blue curacao and 
Oh, and I guess uh, uh, and I guess also a dash of line. I had a dash of line mm. to it as well. Okay. Um, so yeah, that part's fine. That part's fine. I'm just waiting for yeah the fire to erupt from the bottom and. <laughs> Well, okay, so this is also what I was thinking with carrot juice. It's like, oh, but carrots are, like, nice and earthy, too. So that'll be, yeah, like the, like, dirt. I want this to taste like dirt. I <laughs> 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 was too literal. I took this too literal. Uh, but how was yours? How, how was the wrench water fireball? It is literally nothing. Like, the cinnamon cancels out the lime <laughs> and agave, and I don't... Yeah. It's nothing. I Okay. I, I got two here on deck, and then on deck, on deck. Well, I, whatever. I've got a second mm-hmm. one ready to go. But then on deck, I've got a red rum. It's, uh, oh, you yeah. know, listeners, oh. you know it. You love it. You know that I know it and love it with all my goddamn heart. But, yeah. I, I mean, shit, maybe it's I'm just drinking so... ranch water with Fireball tonight. Yeah, that could be. It's going to be a fun night, buddy. <laughs> uh, so, listeners, place your bets. Get a pool started. Um... At what minute mark will I finally hit this carrot, cranberry juice, kraken layer and start spewing volcanically myself? <laughs> Do we need a safe word? Uh, like... think, yeah, I, I think I might. I think I might. I think I might. Um, and that safe word will be fuck off. Um, <laughs> um, so, so, yeah, place your bets now. Place your bets now when that's going to happen. Um, but, uh, oh, okay, so yeah, so so we are talking about sunken cities, lost civilizations, submerged, flooded continents, um, and I sort of picked a couple, and it sounds like you also kind of picked a couple, we, we sort of traded them off, and I also gotta admit, Mark, like, I, I think I was taking a lesson from you, and I did not want to peer too deeply into that giant hole <laughs> in the ocean floor that just opened up. Um, so I, this may, when, when I'm presenting my portion, it may seem like I'm just kind of skimming. It may seem like I'm not going very deep, but but it's because there's just a whole Mariana trench full of like stupid. It is. Some of these. This may so. well be the dumbest we've gotten since either mermaids <laughs> or unicorns. And I can't, I think as dumb as, uni- as mermaids, like honestly, like, yeah, it is. Which and isn't that a surprise that like anything aquatic, like just buckle up for just shit housery. Um, <laughs> but also, I would be remiss if I didn't start off with this idea of a cataclysm, which not only is the basis for this drink that I'm, that we're trying to make. Uh, but Mark, did you know that cataclysm comes from some Greek words? Well, I'll be goddamned. <laughs> I'll be goddamn. So, yeah, I also felt that was an appropriate name for this drink, whatever we're coming up with. Uh, so, yeah, uh, listeners, if you missed me doing this from the dinosaur episodes, well, here here we go again. Um, cataclysm, compound word. First word, kata, uh, kata. This is like a preposition, um, and it, but also gets attached to a whole bunch of different words to kind of change their meaning. Uh, and basically, or, or mostly, kata means down. So like, it's like a cataract. It's like a waterfall. It's oh. like yeah, like water falling down. Okay. Um, uh, a a catastrophe is um, yeah, like a strophe, a turn, and it's a downward turn when like shit gets bad. It's a catastrophe. Oh yeah. shit! Okay, cool. Sorry, you're like blowing my goddamn mind. Okay, neat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
uh, catalog is when you're like writing things down, like you're making like an, an exhaustive kind of list. And so, so it, so like motion, motion, it means down as a preposition, it means down, but it also can function like an adverb and mean like totally, completely, utterly, thoroughly. Um, so, so yeah, like, um, kind of funny, like instead, like an in ancient Greek, in, instead of saying like, oh yeah, uh, uh, he got fucked up last night. An ancient Greek would say, oh no, he got fucked down last night, oh. which I think makes even more sense in a lot of ways. Like, yeah, you got your... Anyway, so that's what kata means. It's like downwards or like utterly. And then uh, uh, klism comes from a verb, klidzain, uh, which, which is to wash or to like clean. Oh, so like washing down. Yeah, so like a cataclysm is something that's like cleansed, washed down, washed over... And so, yeah, and it also specifically referred to like, yeah, like a flood um, and especially Noah's flood from 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 the Bible. Interesting. That was, that was one of the big. So so it's absolutely appropriate that this drink that we're making and this thing that I keep railing on about that only like three classics nerds will uh, appreciate. Hello, fellow classics nerds. So, yeah, cataclysm, a deluge, a flood. A great washing over, washing down. Yeah. Goddamn. I love it. Okay, cool. Goddamn. <laughs> okay. So, um, would you like me to start? Would you like to start? What do you think? So, I got a little bit of groundwork that I want to lay, so to speak. Oh, perfect. If you don't mind, yes. if you don't mind too much. Not at all. Do not mind at all. Yeah, so, Josh, let's talk about how you think of civilization, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. The easiest way is through sea levels. And hey, listeners, Josh got horned up for entomology. Look who's getting horned up for geology and bullshit. Yeah, that's right, baby. <laughs> um, these sea levels have fluctuated wildly throughout Earth's history. And the biggest thing that affects them is global temperature. Wow, who knew? Like, we're currently what really what worried about sea level rising right now. But hey, my name is Mark, and I'm a wizard, and I'm here to tell you it's been so much worse in the past. Um, yeah, truly. So... Uh, Earth experiences two types of points, either a hot, wet, or a cold, dry. And I'm sure you can kind of extrapolate that. When it's hot, the ice caps melt, and it's hot and wet. And when it, the globe kind of cools off, it's a cold, dry. And a lot of the ocean water recedes back into ice caps and makes, you know, a dry period. Um, mm -hmm. Our last glacial maximum on the planet was about 20,000 years ago. And during this time, it is thought by some anthropologists, including me, who's not an anthropologist, but I read a lot of shit. <laughs> that's when the first, like, what you could call humans came to America over the Bering Land Bridge out of Mongolia. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, it's just a thing. They, it, there was a time yeah. when, like, you know, Sarah Palin said, I can see Russia from my house. She could have also walked from Russia to her house. It would have taken her, like, eight or nine months or whatever, but she could have done it. Yeah. Yeah, would have been a trek, but but physically, right, physically possible. Well, and, and I think that is. I think that, yeah, yeah, maybe like settle is too strong of a word, but it definitely seems to be the consensus that like, yeah, that's where like the Bering Bering Land Bridge, um, yeah, like happens. That's how all this migration of peoples got got here to the continents we now know as 
the Americas. So. A large yeah, ape no, called Gigantopithecus blacky, which is probably now Bigfoot, <laughs> can say, <laughs> probably chased over it by from you know the 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 Indian subcontinent by you know Homo sapiens, who can say whatever. We don't know. We don't know, Josh. Of course not. Um, no, but cool point. If you live in Colorado right now, I have fossils on my bookshelf that were from the Cretaceous period when all of Col- or a bulk of Colorado was underwater. It was a thing called the Cretaceous Interior Seaway. The sea ran up from the Gulf of Mexico all the way up through like the Canadian Rockies. It's just a thing. Um, there are accounts in Australia of the Aborigines. They said that they they talk all the time about how they walked from Australia to New Zealand. New Zealand used to be an exposed continent. It's called Zealandia. It's an entire like supercontinent, or not supercontinent, but like subcontinent. It's this whole landmass that is now flooded. Like, should the planet in a couple like I don't know, call it a couple hundred thousand and almost a million years when we go through our next like cold wet or cold dry period? You're going to be able, Josh, you as a brain in the jar are going to come back and look at this shit and walk across from like Australia to New Zealand because you can once again. Um, yeah, I'll, 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 I'll like use my telepathy to tell my like personal Migo, be like, mm, yes, fly me over this place. I used to live here. Yeah, that's, that's, that's just a thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, like adding to what you're saying, and I think this is going to be an idea that we come to you a, a few more times. Yeah, like our perception of continents uh, as like land masses, like it, that that really doesn't quite track because so much of any sort of like tectonic or like continental plate, yeah, is submerged under the ocean. And so yeah. like we in our perception like, oh, like this is like the... This is just where it gets tall enough to stick out. That's where the continent is. It's like, well, not... Eh. Not only that. It's not only that. Yes, and. Like, yes, and. yes right. it is right. this, like, plate of, you know, rock or whatever, but it's also, like, right now, that's what's wrong with California. The Juan de Fuca plate is subducting into the earth, and it's grinding against another plate, and they're just ramming. And that's why San Francisco gets rocked with a really bad earthquake about every 80 years. Like, that's just part of it. Um. Yeah. Yeah, the, yeah, there's too much ramming going on in San Francisco, and that's why. <laughs> and not just in the Castro district. Um, <laughs> I do want to point out, though, so during that last glacial maximum about 20,000 years ago, since then, mm-hmm. sea, levels, sea levels have risen to 120 meters. So 20,000 years, they've gone up about 120 meters. But, but in the last 120 years, they've gone up about 6.5 meters, and that's why... Everybody should be, yeah, like, collectively losing their shit, but that's the last time I'm going to get inconvenient with our truths. Speaking of Al Gore, let's talk about another crackpot, Josh. This cat named Ignatius <laughs> P. Donnelly, hereafter known oh, as Iggy D. Now, <laughs> I am glad to know that in a time of, you know, Marjorie Taylor Greens and Lauren Boebert's and Ron DeSantis's, yeah. Um, t- yeah. come to find out American congressmen have always just been fucking batshit insane. He was born, he was a Michigan or a Minnesota congressman and born in 1831. And he popularized the idea of catastrophism or the idea that certain Mm -hmm. natural processes, which should occur over a long period of time, kind of happen in more of a short, sharp shock. Like, look at Vesuvius. Vesuvius is a great case of catastrophism. Like, literally, uh, a mountain erupts and an entire city is just in 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 the single blink of an eye. It's just done. Like, you have, like, the people there's that one of the dude beating it like 
yeah, yeah. And that's how rapid that change occurred. You know, I guess the moral of the story is never wait, wait to thap. I don't know. Yeah, right. Yeah, there's something to be said for No Nut November, which I guess is around the corner also. But when it writes, like, what, what if it was like December 1st or the Roman E equivalent of that? And the guy's like, ah, finally, I can like take a little stress off. <laughs> and here comes this like pyroclastic flow. and Satisfy yeah, yourself, Saturnalia. <laughs> Uh, he was a big proponent of this theory, and he wrote a book called um, "The Antediluvian World," which mm-hmm. is a 500-page book. You can buy, you can get a PDF online, or you can be a jerk like me and pay 99 cents for it. And you can be an even bigger jerk like me and read the whole goddamn thing and come out of it dumber. <laughs> yeah. Um. It's, but he posits that dumb. like our understanding of natural history as a whole is different. And Josh, if you pull up your drive, and I should have had you do this earlier, but I'm just going to have you do it now. Oh, yeah. If you pull up your drive, I listed his 13 points. And I want to just, like... Okay. We're just going to read these real quick and shotgun them together. Yeah, we can can tag team here. Okay, yep, I have it. I have it pulled up now. So these are his 13 points as to his alternative history of mankind as Donnelly saw it. So take it away, Josh. All right, so here we go. So number one, there, there once existed in the Atlantic Ocean, opposite the Mediterranean Sea, a large island which was the remnant of an Atlantic continent and known to the ancients as Atlantis. That the description of the island given by Plato is not fable and has been long supposed but veritable history. That Atlantis was a region where man first rose from a state of barbarism to civilization. That it became, in the course of ages, a populous and mighty nation, from whose immigrants the shores of the Gulf of Mexico, the Mississippi River, the Amazon River, the Pacific coast of South America, the Mediterranean, the west coast of Europe and Africa, the Baltic, the Black Sea, and the Caspian were populated by civilized nations. That it was the true antediluvian world. The Garden of Eden, the Gardens of the Hesperides, the Elysian Fields, the Gardens of Alcinous, the Mesomphalos, the Olympos, the Asgard, of the traditions of the ancient nations, that it represented a universal memory of a great land where early mankind dwelt for ages in peace and happiness. That the gods and goddesses of ancient Greek, Phoenicians, the Hindus, the Scandinavians, were simply the kings, queens, and heroes of Atlantis, and the acts attributed, attributed to them in mythology are a confused recollection of real historical events. That the mythology of Egypt and Peru represented the original religion of Atlantis, which was sun worship. That the oldest colony formed by Atlantis was probably Egypt, whose civilization was a reproduction of the Atlantic island. That the implements of the quote-unquote Bronze Age of Europe were derived from Atlantis. The Atlanteans were also the first manufacturers of iron. That the Phoenician alphabet, parent of all the European alphabets, was derived from an Atlantis alphabet, which was also conveyed by them from Atlantis to the Mayans of Central America. Things are starting to get a little carroty here, Mark. (laughs) Um, (laughs) That Atlantis was the original seat of the Aryan or Indo-European family of nations, as well as of the Semitic peoples, and possibly also of the Turanian races. That Atlantis perished in a terrible convulsion of nature, in which the whole island sunk into the ocean with nearly all its inhabitants. And last, and probably not least, that a few persons escaped in ships and on rafts and carried to the nations east and west the tidings of the appalling catastrophe which has survived to our own time in the flood and deluge legends of the different nations of the old and new worlds. 
so what we're taking from that is that Atlantis was a thing. It was the, the yeah. what would you call that? The birthplace, the cradle of all civilization on Earth as we know it. Yes. Uh, it disseminated yeah. out, um, and then it sank. But now we have, like, this reoccurring myth slash history slash cultural, whatever you would call that, like, cultural horror in our backyard of, like, oh, yeah, no, we, we remember Atlantis. We all remember Atlantis. And, like, at first when we were approaching this, um, I put another file up on the drive of, like, all these, like, flood myths. And I was going to go through them. And, Josh, quite frankly, that should be its own podcast, which we're not going to cover because it's all... Right. It's literally cut and paste. Yeah. yeah. Here is City X. Mm -hmm. And either God and or nature gets pissed off and destroys said city civilization slash group of people. And that's it. Everybody has one of these. And it's kind of a trip. It's, it yeah. is in that regard. It is really, really weird to look at that and go, oh, well, goddamn, it's all the same. We're all the same. It's all just sympathetic magic. But to that end, Josh, talk to me about Atlantis. Okay, so Atlantis, as we kind of know it now, um, or or at least how it was first sort of like written written down, uh, was, was through the Greek philosopher Plato. Just to give like a real quick bio. Um, yeah, he was born... Um, yeah, sort of like the last quarter of the 5th century B BCE. So roughly like, I don't know, like 4... 420... Four, yeah, 420s, 428, 44, something like that. Four, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, and then he died around the age of 80. Um, and three... Again, like like maybe 348, something like that. Um, and... If you don't know who Plato is, like, right, like he he's essentially like the dude who came up with philosophy and like each philosopher following him <clears throat> is either like supporting his ideas or like responding to his ideas. Like it all, you might say that Plato uh, is the Atlantis of all philosophical traditions. <laughs> he was the forebearer like, of all what, of it. Yeah. Yeah. At, at least in what we would call, yeah, quote unquote, the sort of like Western uh, kind of stuff. Because, yeah, things are going on in China and in India and in Japan. Um, um, and so, and so, right. So he taught. Um, he, he 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 like took on students. He he taught them. He he's the one who created the academy, named for this place near Athens where a hero, uh, Academus. That's where this guy was from. And so. Hey, we're we're here studying at the spot. That's why we're calling it the uh, academy. Uh, and uh, yeah, he was a student of Socrates. And any time that somebody says like, "Oh, well, Socrates wrote this," uh, or Socrates said this, we have to take that with a grain of salt because Socrates didn't write anything, or at least didn't write anything that we still have. It was Plato who wrote down all these quote unquote Socratic dialogues. And so he's yeah he's he's like the mouthpiece he's like the person the 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 secondhand source for everything that we or most everything that we have about Socrates, um, and so right and so some of these dialogues some of these things that he wrote down where he was espousing his own ideas or maybe presenting Socrates' ideas or maybe presenting his own ideas as Socrates' ideas it gets tricky it's really hard to like put these in a chronological order. We kind of have an idea like, well, here's maybe some of the earlier ones. Here's maybe the middle ones. Here's the later ones. Um, 
he again has has all sorts of things um but and, and right he's the one who was writing about atlantis so atlantis gets outlined in two of these platonic dialogues uh one of them is called the timaeus which is named for yeah this this person named timaeus who like features as like a central kind of character in this discussion maybe there was an actual dude timaeus maybe not i don't know uh, but here's here's what Plato writes about and, and, and where it, Atlantis first comes up. So uh, if you're following along at home, this is from the Timaeus uh, 24E, 24 uh, Epsilon. And so, um, so again, it's like this big, it's this big discussion about like political theory and all that. Uh, and it goes something like this. Um, For it is related in our records how once upon a time your state stayed the course of a mighty host which starting from a distant point in the Atlantic Ocean was instantly advancing to attack the whole of Europe and Asia to boot. For the, uh, for the ocean there was at that time navigable, for in front of the mouth which you Greeks call, as you say, quote-unquote, the pillars of Heracles, the Strait of Gibraltar, the rocks of Gibraltar, there lay an island which was larger than Libya and Asia together, and it was possible for the travelers of that time to cross it, uh, to, to cross from it to the other islands and from the islands to the whole of the continent, uh, over against them, which encompasses that veritable ocean. So they're saying like, hey, there's this story that some time ago, there was this big island past the Strait of Gibraltar in, so so they, and this is also where it gets weird too, like like the ocean, uh, o Okeanos for the Greeks, was just this giant river that went all the way around the world. Mm -hmm. And kind of like what we were talking about in our Herodotus episode, the like three lands, what they would, I guess what we could call continents for them, were, yeah, were Europe, Asia, and Africa. And so they're saying like, oh, well, if you go sailing past through like the edge of the known world, you there was this giant island that's bigger than Libya, that is like Africa and Asia and the entire like continent of Asia combined, this giant, giant place. Um, and in the Greek, it's called Atlantis. Um, but there's a reason for that. So Ad Atlantis uh, means like of Atlas or like belonging to Atlas. Or from Atlas. Mm -hmm. And Mark, who is who is Atlas in Greek mythology? The Titan that held up the earth. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he, he, he was a Titan that um, one of his punish. Yeah, yeah, his punishment for like rebelling. Like he kind of helped. Like, like, like he helped the gods. Uh, he, he helped the Olympians uh, defeat the Titans. Um, but he still had to like, right, pay. So, so he was supposed to like hold the earth, hold the heavens on his shoulders. And the Greeks thought that that happened way out west. So, well, hey, what is this place? What is this island that's out westward, out by Atlas? It's Atlantis. It's the island near Atlantis. Um, and so, uh, so, right, the description goes a little bit further on, on uh, 25A, 25 Alpha. Uh, uh, for all that we have here, lying within the mouth of, of which we speak, meaning like the Mediterranean Sea, uh, it is evidently a haven having a narrow entrance but that yonder is a real ocean, and the land surrounding it might be most rightly called, in the fullest and truest sense, a continent. 
Now, in this island of Atlantis, and that's where it shows up, um, there existed a confederation of kings of great and marvelous power, which held sway over all the island and over many other islands also and parts of the continent. And, moreover, of the lands here within the Straits, they ruled over Libya as far as Egypt and over Europe as far as Tuscany, so like Italy. Mm-hmm. Um, so this host, being all gathered together, made an attempt one time to enslave by one single onslaught both your country and ours and the whole of the territory within the Straits. And so, yeah, he's saying, he's saying like, yeah, apparently these Atlanteans were going to take over the world in one fell swoop and try and enslave everybody. And then it was, Solon, that's who the, the guy's talking to, uh, that the manhood of your state showed itself conspicuous for valor and might in the sight of all the world. For it stood preeminent above all in gallantry and all warlike arts, and acting partly as the leader of the Greeks, and partly standing alone by itself when deserted by all others. After encountering the deadliest perils, it defeated the invaders and reared a trophy and raised a monument to its like victory, whereby it saved from slavery such as were not yet enslaved, and all the rest of us who dwell within the bounds of Heracles it, ungrud- it ungrudgingly set free. So, good job, Greeks! <laughs> you <laughs> defeated the Atlanteans! <laughs> Here's why Atlantis... Uh, stays in the imagination and why it's so important and why we're talking about it today. So uh, ending 25C, getting into, uh, or I guess in here, it'd be 25 Gamma, going into 25 uh, Delta. But at a later time, after this big war, but at a later time, there occurred portentous earthquakes and floods. And one grievous day and night befell them. And then the whole body of your warriors was swallowed up by the earth. And the island of Atlantis, in like manner, was swallowed up by the sea and vanished. Wherefore also the ocean at that spot has now become impassable and unsearchable, being blocked up by the shoal mud which the island created as it settled down. Goddamn. So there it is. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's there is in like four or five-ish sections of uh, Plato's Timaeus Atlantis in brief. There's this big, enormous, enormous, the size of, yeah, like Libya, Northern Africa, and Asia combined. Giant island. They tried to invade us once, but we Greeks kicked shit, um, kicked them out, and then within a day and a night... All of the people drowned, the entire continent drowned, and we can't find it anymore because it's covered in mud. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so that right. So, so that was like kind of the first appearance. Um, and then in a different Socratic dialogue, the Critias, um, Plato comes back and, and writes at a lot greater depth and detail about Atlantis. Um, and and so yeah, like I won't again, I won't go too much into it, but. So the, the story goes that um, it was it was Poseidon who actually like created this continent. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, Poseidon fell in love uh, with uh, Clato, beautiful young maiden, uh, who bore him five pairs of twins. So like, Ten that's a baseball kids. team right there. Yeah, they had they had kids. That's a baseball team right there. God damn, Poseidon um, getting busy. Poseidon yeah. can get it. Yeah, he did exactly. And who was the eldest? Who, who was the eldest? At least in this version, well, a person named Atlas. Ho 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 ho! And, and Atlas was made the rightful king of this island that um, 
that uh, yeah was out kind of in the west in this like big part of the ocean. Um, and then all of yeah the other nine uh, uh, sons ruled different parts, but but he was the tops. Uh, and so uh, yeah, and so Poseidon like carved because he's also the the like god of earthquakes, which is fitting. Um, uh, but but Poseidon made this mountain, and so that's where he uh, placed Clato to to, to kind of hang out there. He also made like three circular moats of water, but also like land bridges and, and a big canal to the sea. So like so yeah, like Poseidon created this this, this giant this giant landmass. Then Critias says that it was nine thousand years ago that was like the the like great great war. So um, this is nine thousand years ago, um, yeah. from Plato being four twenty BCE. So this is. Yeah, yeah. Just so like contextually, like, uh, yeah. Right, right. So it'd be like eleven thousand years ago for you and I. Yeah, roughly. Yeah, like nine thousand, maybe even like verging on ten thousand. And um, and and if we're being those assholes, and I'm going to be that asshole, this is like halfway yeah. past our last glacial maximum, give or take. Just saying, just saying. And it's also when, according to the Holocene era calendar, like Go Becky Tepl. Gobekli Tepe and like yeah first civilizations started to rise anyway interesting it's interesting to note mm-hmm. especially that one especially that one because it's all megalithic and they're like how the shit did this happen yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 exactly it's all megalithic and so that's happening later guys we're getting there later that'll be like an episode yeah, yeah, like yeah, a we, year we when Josh and I can read more shit but yeah yeah and so and again we have we have other places to talk so I won't go into the full part of the Critias but but um here's this is also super frustrating, but I'm just going to say it. So here's just like, here's, here's just a little bit. Here's just a little bit. Um, and so, so he's saying like, um, uh, as such was the vast power, which the gods settled in the lost island of Atlantis. And this he afterwards directed against our land for the following reasons, as tradition tells. And then it goes on and on and on and on. Um, and then a little bit later, uh, Zeus the God of gods who rules according to law and is able to see into such things, perceiving that an honorable race was in a woeful plight and wanting to inflict punishment on them that they might be chastened and improve, collected all the gods into their most holy habitation, which being placed in the center of the world, beholds all created things. And when he, Zeus, called them together, he spake as follows. And we don't have the rest of the dialogue of Critias. God damn it. God, what did Zeus that, say, Josh? Other than I'm sure we can I extrapolate. Know. Yo, fuck these nerds in Atlantis. We got to go. Let's, yeah. We got to roll on them. Let's go. But still, and okay. And so, so granted also, right. So I'm writing my dissertation on like, quote unquote, like lost or fragmentary uh, Greek comedy, like plays that we only have like maybe half of. And that's, if we have half of a play, that's incredible. Sometimes you only have like a word. Um, and so, right, preparing for this episode, I'm like, God damn it, the Critias is fragmentary too. Ah. <laughs> so I, I didn't mean to like trigger you. I'm sorry, buddy. No, it, but, but, but right, but still just like drawing, drawing to that, like pointing that out. Like, yeah, God damn, there's so much. There's so much that wouldn't it be nice to like hear a little bit more about what Zeus said to other gods, how they're going to go fuck up those Atlanteans? <laughs> <laughs> so so okay but so like oh, big God. takeaway point is 
Either the Atlanteans came to Greece and tried to, you know, um, invade it, and Greece said, get fucked, and we pushed them back. They pushed them back, sorry, not we, they. Um, Or um, Atlantis was such, like, the ideal society, it got too big for its britches, and Zeus goes, no, 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 not in my house, and then he destroyed it. Yeah, also, um, I have have hit the carrots mark. (laughs) At the 50-minute mark, okay, good to know. (laughs) <laughs> okay, so listeners, here it is, listeners. Yeah, collect your bets, collect your bets, pay out, <laughs> whatever it is. And honestly, so there's also like a fair amount of mixing, and I think that helped a little bit. But um, yeah, I just felt like I got too big for my civilization britches and <laughs> got got washed over by the wrath of Zeus. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Um, okay. So, so yeah. So that is Atlantis, which I'm, I'm positive has numerous podcasts devoted just to it. But that's like the Atlantis of yeah, Plato, how it first originally got presented to the world, and then people like Iggy D, yeah, just took that shit and ran with it. <laughs> yeah. So just to kind of like capitalize on your point a little bit. Um, We've mm-hmm. talked before, Josh. Um, I'm a big fan of this guy, Ken Fetter. Yes, yes. Uh, according to his book, uh, Frauds, Myth, and Mysteries, Science and Pseudoscience in Archaeology, he kind of maintains that Atlantis was like um, an allegory that got yes and. So, like, it was the allegory yeah. of, like, the perfect society, at least out of the uh, Critias version. Mm-hmm. And then, like, it, it's like you get too big for your britches, you're going to fall. It's what I talk about. I don't talk about my new job because the gods will take it from me. Same kind of deal. Yeah, right, right, it is. Well, and that is also very much like a Greek kind of idea too, right? Like, like don't don't think that you have it made. Don't think you have it right or lucky. Don't think too big. Because, yeah, like, life will find a way to fuck you up. Yeah, but so from that, um, a lot of people read that, and then a lot of people took it as statement and fact, and then so you get dudes like Iggy D, or the mother of, like, theosophy and unwilling or unknowing mother of Nazism, Helena Blavatsky, who wrote about Atlantis and, like, the root races and, like, the yeah, sunken and... civilizations. I'm sure you're going to get into her with Mu or with yes. uh, Lemuria because yeah. I try to, like, skirt around it when I got into Mu. But, like, you get her or you get this asshole named Edgar Casey in the 1930s who was a psychic and claimed he could, like, psychically project into the sunken subcontinent of Atlantis. <laughs> But, like, the point yeah. is, is that Atlantis as a whole was just kind of this thing that, like, we as a culture have yes-anded from a legend mm-hmm. into a reality. And I kind of appreciate yeah. his his take on that. Yeah. Well, and, and it is. It's like I remember bringing up this idea uh, from Jonathan Pajot. Like, people ask if Santa Claus exists. And, of course, Santa Claus exists. We, like... Like, okay, sure, there's a historical St. Nicholas, yeah, 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 but we, like, yes-anded that story enough that for most intents and purposes, yeah, Santa Claus exists. And I think the same can be said for Atlantis, right? Like, Michael J. Fox has a movie credit listed. (laughs) He has a couple movie credits listed for this movie Atlantis, right? And, like... And it, it, it's weird, too, to, like, yeah, get into some of the Donnelly stuff there because they lean into that. They yes and the whole, like, oh, no, like, the language that the Atlanteans speak is some weird kind of proto-Indo-European. 
And that's how Miles can like talk with them. And they eventually like, oh, okay, we're all speaking English now. Yeah. Um, Because it was, yeah, it was like the the, the source from which all other cultures and languages and religions uh, uh, grow. And we get, wasn't it Leonard Nimoy too, who was like the king of Atlantis? Oh, yeah. 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 Also, yeah. Also, speaking of Leonard Nimoy, kids, go onto YouTube Mm -hmm. and check out the In Search of Atlantis. It's great. (laughs) And drink every time Leonard Nimoy goes, Beneath the island of Santorini, <laughs> the lost city of Atlantis so, rests. It's it's so good. God damn it, search of it's so, so good. That's another thing. Oh my, well, okay, and, and so that's another thing too. So like separate but kind of related, um, there's this uh, uh, scholar, professor, archaeologist, Eric Klein, and he has this great book. Oh, is it 1147? Like the year civilization died? Oh man, okay, hold on, hold on. Hold yeah, on. yeah, yeah, yeah. Eric. Um uh, uh uh yeah, Eric Eric H. Klein. His okay, select the publications. Eleven seventy seven. I got three out of the four digits right. Okay, so eleven seventy seven BC, the year civilization collapsed. Um this is yeah, what we call like the Bronze Age collapse and whatever. And there was there was this group of Greek islands that we called the Cyclades because they're in a like a circle. There's a giant volcanic explosion that like sunk a bunch of those too. So like, granted that is in the Mediterranean and it's not out in the Atlantic where Atlantis is supposed to be, but still it's like that didn't just come from nowhere. Like, Ah, yeah, it's, there's it's like crazy. a weird cultural scar on all of humanity about like, man, yeah. the water got. It's a goddamn Johnny Cash song, Josh. How high is the water, <laughs> Mama? Ten feet high and rise. It's a thing. Like, yeah, <laughs> it is. And so, yeah, it, people get horned up for that and yes and things. I yeah, I'm not one of those like I I I, I can't necessarily be one of those like. Oh, look at these people thinking Atlantis exists. Well, like, yes, it does. But if you're going to, like, try and find it in a submarine, like, okay, yeah, that's, that's like... If no you're trying to find Atlantis, you're part of the problem. Right, right, precisely. Yeah. Very well put. Very well put. Atlantis is the friends we made along the way. <laughs> Atlantis is a pair of jeans that magically fits... All four friends and <laughs> sisterhood of the traveling pantlantis. <laughs> God damn it, Mark! I love, I love drinking with carrot juice. I think I found my new thing. <laughs> Buy ranch water, <laughs> rum and carrot juice for me, please. Ranch water and fireball. Cataclysm coladas all day, baby. Cataclysm colada. God. Oh, this too good. Okay. <laughs> In a single day and night of misfortune, the island of Josh was ravaged by oh the. Oh my God! Yeah. Keratoclism. Car- <laughs> <laughs> and, and this is again like yeah that first like true gulp was pretty rough, but this is this is warming on me, man. This is warming on me. Is it? I don't know. Right I, on. I might. Yeah, I don't know. I might have to like do some more. Flexing with this, I just know. Um, also, was, was just was just gonna say briefly, um, right? Like, 
Okay, okay, so yeah, we talked about like movies. We talked about stuff like that. Um, one of my favorite games of all time is this little, um, yeah, like city builder. Think, think kind of like SimCity, uh, but it's called it's called Caesar Three, where you're like you're a Roman governor and you like are planning out this new colony or whatever. Uh, the sequel to that is called Zeus, which is the same thing, the, the same kind of premise, except it's like mytho historical Greece, and. Ooh. And it's also a ton of fun. Uh, and then the, like, DLC standalone sequel... Or no, no, I guess it is kind of DLC. The expansion, because that was a term that they used. The expansion of that one is called Poseidon, and that is set in Atlantis. And you have, like, weird, yeah, like, kind of sci-fi, science-y stuff. Um, uh, so, yeah, that's also a ton of fun. And then there's going to be another kind of, like, city builder themed around Atlantis coming out sometime soon. So so you're right, it is. It's like this idea of like this super old but still like kind of like advanced civilization that is Atlantis out in the water. Um yeah, it's it's right, it's like the difference between having Bigfoot like run for office in our cryptid cabinet versus like <laughs> And then, like, going out to, like, the forest and trying to find it, right? Like, no, like, the first part's cool. But, like, if you try to, like, yeah, if you, if you go out and, like, rent a submersible and try to find Atlantis, you're, yeah, you're kind of missing the point. Kind of missing the point of it. Again, it's the friends we made along the way. Um, <laughs> looking at you, James Cameron. Yeah, like, James Cameron. Um, <laughs> if anyone's going to find Atlantis, it's going to be that dude. Like that fucking dude. And then there's, yeah. And the goddamn some... Nimoy seven. And he's going to yeah. like, <laughs> yeah, right. And right. And then there's going to be some movie where Leo DiCaprio was like the last King of Atlantis. And yeah. So oh God, yeah. it'll be him. Um, it'll be, it, it'll, it'll be him. It'll be, uh, Chris Hemsworth. And then, like for some reason, it'll be oh god, what's his, what's called Drogo's name? Um, oh, uh, Jason Momoa. Thank you. I wanted to say Ivan T. Sanderson, and I think I'm drunk. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> it'll be them. Yeah, right. And like, and Jason Momoa will be the only like brownish guy. Right, right, exactly, exactly. So. <laughs> Whew, oh, okay, all right. So, uh, so, so I'm I'm just about through my cataclysm, or no, my my cataclysm. Um, and I'm sticking with it, man. I'm sticking. Yep. Now, because it has mixed a little, it is the color and consistency of the unnavigable mud that Atlantis kicked up <laughs> during its <laughs> during its descent. Um, but I'm still drinking You're it. Kicking around the sedimentation. Yeah, the right, right, right. Um, yeah, but I'm still drinking it. And I just because I already brought brought it upstairs, I'll have my ranch water. But there's not gonna lie, man. There's a part of me that wants to go back downstairs and like fix fix another one of these. So we'll see. We'll see. Um <laughs> how yeah. how is your uh ranch water and fire going? Um, I drank the one. I'm about to drink another. Nice. Um Yeah, and I meant to grab another beer on my break. Um, and I did. I grabbed a mutant IPA. I know I said I had red rum oh, okay. on deck, yeah, but no, I grabbed that's... a mutant IPA mm-hmm. out of um, uh, Odyssey Brewing. That's right. Awesome. Ooh, oh, look at talking... that. Oh, it's fucking weird. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's real weird. Um, no, we know them. We love them. It's got yeah. a jackalope on it. Fuck yeah. Hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah. Uh, okay, so 
So I know we sort of took up the first like half of this episode with Atlantis, but that's not the only that, that's not the only sunken city, sunken island, lost civilization. Um, and I think you have a little more prepared about that too, or one of them. Yeah, one of them. One of one of the two. Yeah. Um, a couple weeks ago during our production meeting, I said, Josh, do you want Lemuria or Mew? Moo. Okay, I gotta say this now. It's mm-hmm. Moo, the sound that a cow makes. I want to say Mew like a dickhead, yeah. and I don't. I want to Alex Trebek it and say <laughs> Mew. It's Moo. It's pronounced Moo. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. Uh, anyway, yeah. Let's talk about Moo, baby. Mm-hmm. Um, it is like Atlantis 2.0, and basically it goes a little something like this. It was first proposed by a cat named Auguste Le Plongion who believed that he had, through deciphering the Mayan, ancient Mayan texts and translating of the Popol... Yeah, the, wow. the Popol Vuh. Yeah, Popol Vuh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Popol, wow. You write it down, you think you can say it, and then when it comes time, <laughs> you just can't say the word. The Popol Vuh. Mm-hmm. It was like the mythology slash the real history of the Quiche tribe of Guatemala. Mm-hmm. Um, Mu was like a supporting item to the theory of Atlantis, at least out of him. Mm-hmm. Um, according to Leplong Young, well, so this is a quote from or Iggy D, mm-hmm. but it's compounding on uh, Leplong Young. Um, in our journey westward across the Atlantic, we shall pass inside of that spot where once existed the pride and life of the ocean, the land of Mu, which at the epoch we have been considering had not yet been visited by the wrath of human. Wow, that's weird. By the wrath of human, that lord of volcanic fires to whose fury it fell afterward a victim. The description of that land given by Solon to Sinaicus, priest at Sias, its destruction by earthquakes and its emergence recorded by Plato in his Timaeus, mm-hmm. have been told and retold so many times that it is useless to encumber these pages with a repetition of it. So, so Laplongian read these words and fucking ran with it. Yeah. And he maintained that Mu was actually, an, so it wasn't Atlantis. It wasn't quite Atlantis. What it really was was an Egyptian colony. Founded by an Egyptian queen named Mu. And then that, so when the cataclysm struck Mu, the same one, maybe, we're not sure, the same one that destroyed Atlantis, mm-hmm. also struck Mu. It was an Egyptian civilization founded by an Egyptian queen called Mu, like what a cow does. And its survivors that didn't die in the cataclysm, they went on to become the Central American natives. So read that as like Maya and Aztec. Gotcha. Okay. And then, and then, and then in 1926, a cat named James Churchward, a British occult writer, author, or sorry, a British occult writer, inventor, engineer, and fisherman. And I think fisherman's kind of important for the context here because, like, mm, okay, yeah, you're on the sea, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, right. He wrote in his Lost Continent of Mu, the Motherland of Man, that in 1870, while he was in India, a high-ranking temple priest showed him ancient sun-baked clay or sun-burnt clay tabs of the Naga Maya. Church Ward took, wink, 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 took these tabs like all British people do, took, Josh, took, wink, um, to translate them because he was a super smart white guy and he was one of three people on the Indian continent that could read Naga Maya. Okay. And he, dis- and he discerned that Mu was ruled by a superior white race called the Nikal. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. Okay. But bear with me here, bud, because maybe, okay. m- maybe, I'm not sure. Um... 
It was so it was a white race that reigned between 50,000 and 12,000 years ago and it was very superior to our own white race that's read that as English that's not Polish that's not Italian that's only English only the good white race right because right. this is still 1800s <laughs> they were superior to our white race which was already pretty goddamn great and he posited a couple points so number 1 at its height Mu had a population of 65 million inhabitants holy shit <laughs> Right? These inhabitants were dispersed into tw- 10 different tribes, which occupied 10 great cities. And then these 10 great cities also, or, or sorry, occupied seven great cities. And out of these seven great cities, they also had their own colonies, which hit every other continent on Earth. Holy cow. All of these cities slash uh, colonies followed the same religion slash government. So they had a state religion and a state government that was all the same. So the continent of Mu had a central mass of 5,000 miles east to west and 3,000 miles north to south. Now, just to give you some context for this, uh, China is about 3.1,000 by 3.4,000, or or Russia mm-hmm. is 5.6 east to west and about 2.5,000 north to south. Okay. So Mu was goddamn colossal. Right, like, right, right, right. Enormous. Mu was huge. Um, it was mostly made up of vast rolling plains, or vast plains, rolling hills, big old rivers that had big old estuaries that dumped out into big old harbors <laughs> in the ocean. <laughs> everything was and bigger it was in created, Mu. Is everything is bigger. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Texas ranch water came from Mu because <laughs> everything's bigger in Mu. Or something like that. Something like that. Uh, It was created during a period of volcanic upheaval Mm. when volcanic gases shot underlying oceanic crust up to the surface. Now, I do want to point out this shit does happen. This is a real thing that happens. Um, We'll put up on the Twitter. A couple years ago, there was a volcano. There was an underwater volcano that erupted and the ejecta, all the magma and shit was going up and just like Chris, or it was hitting the surface and like hardening. Mm. Mm. And, this is a thing that happens. It's totally plausible and reasonable, but not in like the idea that you make a Russia-sized landmass. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, Mu itself was destroyed in a single night, much like Atlantis, when volcanic eruptions caused internal gases or volatile gases inside. All right. So, according to um, Church Ward. The, the basic makeup of the continent was granite, and this continent was honeycomb. Now, how he got this out of clay tablets, don't fucking ask me. I don't know, but this is what he says. A volcano went off and ignited the gases inside this, like, honeycomb-like structure of Mu. Okay. And basically just detonated it. <laughs> Destroying, in a single night... The in, uh, a landmass the size of Russia. Oh, now, let's cut to the geology corner here with Mark, the geology wizard. Yes, yes, please. Um, about 28 million years ago, here in Colorado, there's this little thing called the Lagarita Caldera. You know what that is, Josh. Yes, I do. Right there in Penitente Canyon? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you know it is the second largest Cenozoic eruption in history? I think I've heard something like that, yes. I think I might have, like, you probably yelled have, at yeah. you at a party when I was too horned up and learning about it. <laughs> Yeah. Um, this this volcano erupted about 28 million years ago, and the caldera itself, or so the size. Of, so the caldera is about 22 long by 47 miles wide. Hmm. Um, it's the second largest eruption in 
recent history. We say recent, wink, wink, wink. And it dumped a thing called Fish Canyon Tuff. Now, this is a type of rock that is unique to this um, explosion. Mm. Um, it dumped 11,000 square miles in all directions up to 330 feet deep. Now, that comes out of a caldera that's 22 by 47 miles big. Now, scale that up to what he's saying of uh, 5,000.6, or, or what, 5,000 by 3,000 miles. Like, yeah, that's shut a, the fuck up. Is. It's just not It's just not a thing you're going to do. Like, <laughs> However, as we talked about that Donnelly there in the beginning, and like how there's like the... Um, the 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 dispersion of different like cultural relics like the Phoenician language or the Phoenician alphabet or whatever and then like megalithic sites across the world uh there is one unifying symbol at Amu and it's four it's four swords that come together and make a sun oh. Josh you and I would know this symbol that is literally all across the world you've seen it we've all seen it it's a sun whisk it's a fire whisk it's a swastika. Yeah, I was just going to say, it, sound, it sounds an awful lot like a swastika there. <laughs> so, like, man, god damn it, Josh. God fucking damn it. Ah, fucking I damn did it. not read any of Church Ward stuff because I just could not be bothered to put another 500 pages of crap into my head. Yeah. But if you look up Mu religious symbols, you see the four swords. And they kind of, like, draw theirs in, like, a weird, like, circle pattern and, like... yeah. It's a swastika. And look, Josh, there are swastikas everywhere. And listeners, right. we're not just talking about, you know, the one we all know and we're afraid of out of mean yeah, Mr. It, Mustache Man. Yeah, right, right. No, but 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 truly, like, it was its own separate, um, yeah, it like, is Greek. It is Indian. It is Chinese. Yeah, it is Native American. It is right. Mesoamerican. It is... It is goddamn everywhere. It is Celtic. Like, yeah. um, what is it? The St. Bernadette's Cross is a swastika. Like, Right. Yeah, it is. And so... Oh, it's it it's just, obnoxious. Like, yeah. It, it is. Sorry, it's go ahead. Just, no, no. I, I think we were going to say the same thing. It is. It's just... Okay, also, to, to be clear, the loss of the swastika as, like, a shared icon is not the worst thing to have happened as a result of World War II. <laughs> <laughs> There are many, many... It's weird, though, because, like, so many people can't have it, like... No, so, like, there is this thing, uh, uh, maybe, yeah, like, three or four years back or so, um, when a person goes to Japan and, like, wants to, like, tour and, like, look at some of the places and, and, and experience, right, do what I did in Greece, like, walk the roads, smell the air, eat the food, drink the seawater, <laughs> visit, visit cultural sites... The traditional signs to like mark that on maps is a swastika. Granted, it's like yeah. the it's the like left facing one or like the left turning one. It's not the Nazi to the right, but it's the left facing one. And so yeah, this was like I don't know four or five years back. A bunch of ignorant woke Americans went over there and they're like, "This is problematic that there's all these swastikas on these tourist maps in Japan." It's like, no, you're just dumb. You're dumb and ignorant. And you're but like, that's it. You're dumb and ignorant. Like, yeah, it's it's it's, every, it's fucking everywhere. Look up swastikas, guys. They're everywhere. Yeah, they're everywhere. So, but also, but also, yeah. You can't go to a party. I can't, Josh. All right, you and I are at a party, right? You're yep. some weirdo at a party. I'm some rando at a party. Yep. And I think you're kind of cute. I'm scoping you out, and we're kind of bullshit and talking. You're like, hey man, what are you into? I'm like, uh, actually, did you know the swastika was like not a Nazi symbol? <laughs> you can't. You just can't fucking lead with that, gang. No. You can't do it. 
No. You it's... just can't. But, like, yeah. I am not saying... I'm a big believer in, like, we need to take back, like, um, Nordic symbols. Yeah, right. White supremacists. Mm-hmm. Let the fucking Nazis have the swastika. We're not going to win that goddamn fight. Like, yeah, it is. Um, the Buddhists can have it. They can keep it. The Indians can have it. They can keep it. We yeah. white folks, we're never getting that one back in. Yeah, yeah. No, never, not again. Like, yeah, we just got to be able to let that let go. Let it go. Yeah. <laughs> As some Aryan ice princess once said, let it go, let it go, <laughs> let it go. Right. But- anyway, to that end, yeah, Moo, um, represented and outside of like, he kind of like wanted to do it as like, um, looking, it's also 1800s logic. We talked in, um, our, uh, North of, or our, uh, uh, fearsome, fearsome critters episode mm-hmm. about like, I wish I could live in a time when science wasn't a real thing. Yeah. And you could tell me that an alligator with a propeller for a tail and a spike on its back yep. would impale me on a spike, throw me in a hole, grind me up with its propeller tail and snort me like a line of Coke. And I could believe you. <laughs> I want to believe that, like, the megalithic sites on Easter Island, like the Maui heads, Moai heads, I said, mm-hmm. like a dickhead, the Moai heads, and, like, the um, Olmec heads that yeah. have, like, African features in South America are from the same continent, tribe, people, whatever, race, creed, whatever. Yeah. They're all from the same. I wish I could do that. And that's what he was doing because, goddammit, this was the 1800s and we were just dumb. We're dumb now. We're the smartest we've ever been. And at this point, we're still dumb as shit. Well, and I also also take comfort in that fact. Like, okay, because also, right, it's like, yeah, like kind of 1800s where like the like social Darwinism kind of thing happens. And like, and like race is like a science, quote unquote, like scientific or like pseudoscientific thing where it's like, oh, no, this is the superior and that's whatever. Like, before that, like, horrible, horrible stuff. But I think a lot of the impulse behind things like Atlantis with Iggy D and Moo, and when we get to the Miria here in a second, the impulse is, like, what is our common, what is our, like, shared ancestral origin? What, what, okay, yes, right now, like, phenotypically, we, we look fairly different but but there must have been something like we all came from somewhere. We're all still human beings. We came somewhere, and so I think that's that's a nice thought. And like kudos, dumb. Maybe don't don't quite have it all figured out. But like the idea is like well no like just like we were saying like look at all of these flood myths across the globe and in cultures that don't even necessarily have contact. With each other. Look at some of the weird... Uh, Native American yeah. versus, like, proto-Greek and proto-European. like Yeah. Like... Yeah, so, like, so it's like that. And, like, look at some of the weird, like... Boy, this is interesting that, like, these languages seem to, like, have a common sort of thing. So, I... I don't know. Maybe that's my optimist. Maybe that's my Pollyanna. Where it's like... Yeah, we were trying to, like, find some sort of, like... And this is where it all started from. This is This is our foundation. This is where we were. Yeah. I, I don't know. And No, I agree with... No, I'm with you a thousand percent. Like, I love the idea that, like, humanity can be unified. Okay. Okay, don't... Listeners, don't take this as it's going to read. I love the idea that uh, humanity can be unified under the image of a swastika, like, across all culture and civilization. Yeah. It's really cool to have, like, that... Sim- again, sympathetic magic. We all come up with the same thing. Yeah, like, right. 
or it's something like and that's so such far a back. Cool idea. Yeah, I love that idea. Yeah, it is. and I right. wish. I wish like hell that was the case, but like. Yeah, but then that's it's probably not. It's probably you know? it's also probably not right, and that's just it too. That's just it too. So so it is. It's or like or or the Nicole were a real race that you know devolved into degeneracy and were destroyed in a cataclysmic upheaval that destroyed a continent the size of Russia. Who knows? Who Fuck knows? you, game theory. Like, <laughs> well, and I I guess that's also like the like other side of that coin, because uh, right the like ages of man and like oh actually. Things were so much better in the past. Like th- this was this golden age where here was this civilization that lived in harmony and uh, had yeah whatever. And even though that's like not quite what it is. And then it's only afterwards like that we're yeah like degenerate and like falling apart. And so, so I think a lot of these kind of lost civilizations and sunken city myths also kind of have that. That sort of I, it's weird. It's weird like. Yeah, the mythology that says things were better in the past and they're shitty now versus things were shitty in the past and they're better now. It's interesting to compare those two. You know what I think it is? Hmm. I think our, okay, I think that our like unifying banner of the swastika is these goddamn kids today. Yeah, no, that's exactly. <laughs> there will always be boomers. There yeah. will always be zoomers. There will always be the Gen Xers. And yeah. like, right, we, yeah. Like Gen X, we as a civilization, like... as a species, will just like, oh, yeah. like we'll always rail against the ones that are coming after us because we're mad at them, yeah, because we repeated the state mistakes of our forefathers, like, right, and that, yeah, and that's, so yeah, I think, yeah, the boomers and m- millennials always were, always are, and thus shall ever be. <laughs> okay, but. But from here on in, they will forever have here to be known as the um, the the millennials and yeah. the Lemurmiers. I that was dumb. I'm sorry. Never mind. Millennials. Mark, cut it. that out. You were bad. No, stop I, drinking okay. Fireball. Okay, all right, but okay. So also, you were saying though, like, so, so yeah, like Moo is sometimes tied to, or sometimes like thought synonymous lit with this other sunken. Island and and this one's also kind of interesting because this was not necessarily or at least from what a lot of what I gather it's not necessarily the idea that like it was a lost civilization or that although maybe it is maybe in some traditions it is but the next one that is yeah sort of like tied together with Mu uh, is Lemuria which coincidentally also has a Mu in it. Um, <laughs> And so, and and that is confirmed. Yeah, exactly. Right, it's right. Okay, and also this is, I just think this is kind of cute too, right? So like Atlantis, the Greeks put that in the Atlantic Ocean. Mu was in was supposed to be in the Pacific, right? Yeah, I, I should have said that. Yeah, it's the Pacific. Yeah, and Lemuria is thought to have been in the Indian Ocean, and I just love. I just love. That may, that's also maybe the other like human constant. Like, look at this like big ass water. I bet there's an island sunk down there somewhere. <laughs> like, this is too much water. Right, yeah, there's too much water. There, there had to have been something here that was lost in some. We gotta break like, this goddamn water with some <laughs> land. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, and so so Lemuria maybe doesn't quite have the mythological or the supernatural origins as uh, Atlantis and Mu. And in fact, it was proposed, we, we can trace this, right? We can trace this down to one dude. Who knows if, like, Plato was 
speaking to earlier traditions about Atlantis or if he came up with it or whatever like that. You know, we can trace this down to one dude, uh, a zoologist named Philip Sclater in 1864. 1864! Um, <laughs> Which, to be fair, I'm pretty sure predates uh, Iggy D. Oh, uh, yeah, I think by like 20, 20 odd years. Something per like that. my notes, um, because no, wasn't that like eighteen no, eighties? Okay, well, yeah, eight, well, so he was born eighteen thirty one. So yeah, I bet he got stupid about eighteen forty. Yeah, maybe that was it too. Give right? Or take. Yeah, like like the great like everybody got horned up for fossils for a minute. Everybody got horned up trying to find Troy and like, yeah, maybe just people were horned up for sunken continents. Um, we are so horny for sunken continents and like, yeah. it's weird. Like, okay. So like, remember like 2010 when history channel just went like, yeah, just, whoops, all ancient aliens. Yep. That's kind of like how culture was in like 1880 was mm-hmm. like, whoops, all sunken cities. Yeah. Sunken cities or hollow earth or you're right. Right. All that stuff. So, um, well, yeah. Uh, oh, oh yeah. Fucking hollow earth. Yeah. yeah. Between sunken city and hollow earth was, um, ah, it doesn't matter. I can't think of yeah, his name. Yeah, but it hand, is. It's but like, yeah. There has to be more land. Um, that's what it was, and so, and I love this too, right? So like, it's it's, it's because it's late stage imperialism. <laughs> We're running out of land. What do we do about it? Oh, we fucking yeah. there's land in the ocean. Go find that shit. Yeah, shit, guys. We we like colonized. John Cleus Sims. It was John Cleus Sims. Was Hollow that's Earth. Right. Anyway, sorry. That's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like we need to colonize, but there's no more land too. Uh, maybe it's sunk. Maybe it's on the inside of the earth. Um, okay, but this is also the thing that I love about Lemuria. So, right, we talked about at, at Atlantis coming from this Greek word, like, oh yeah, the, the like island of Atlas. Uh, and then Mu was opposed, supposedly named after, yeah, this Egyptian queen or, or whatever. Um, Lemuria. Because I hadn't done too much of a deep dive into this before, so and and again, I I'm an etymology nerd. I get horned up for that. So I was like, oh, what what is this? Like, is this some sort of like Sanskrit? <laughs> Listeners, Lemuria is named because uh, Philip Sclater was trying to solve the mystery of lemurs. <laughs> it was a reaction to Charles Darwin. Yeah, and like he's trying yeah. to explain why like. Lemurs exist on Madagascar, and like it's only Madagascar, right? Yeah, right. And that, that's precisely it. Philip Sclater was like, yeah. "Okay, there are lemurs in Madagascar and in India, but there's no lemurs in Africa, and there's no lemurs in like Asia Minor, the Middle East. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> How did? And I'm pretty which sure which makes sense. Like, what which, are again, these animals? Yeah, like, and it is, and especially, it's like, especially if like you're looking at Darwinism and shit, because like you're this is like context of the time, like, and his origin of the species is like blowing people's heads apart, and we're faking like, <laughs> hey, we found like the origin of man as a goddamn like what was it a, a shattered coconut you were, in right. goddamn Piltdown Quarry or whatever, and like yeah, and and, and so it yeah. was, it was like it was just like. Does not compute. How can lemurs be in India and Madagascar? They can't swim that far. Oh, must be a land bridge. And Mark, you you must be. And and you mention this with the Bering Land Bridge. You mention this with um uh yeah like migration and stuff. Right, it is. It's like with Zealandia and the fucking Aboriginals. Yeah, like and yeah, exactly, exactly. So it's like aha, this must be it. There must be some sunken island. That connected Madagascar and India, that these lemurs 
instead of Gigantopithecus walked across. Um, and then it sunk. <laughs> so Lemuria originally was not like, yeah, home to like a lost advanced civilization or something like that. It was just like a, hey, how can we like explain this thing? Again, like credit to that. And then I don't know if this directly resulted in the theory of plate tectonics, but it was plate tectonics that said like, oh, this is this is why. This is why there are lemurs in Madagascar and India, but not in like the intermediate or what in our human brains like intermediate like land travel routes. It's because, yeah, the continents are moving and shifting. And just because they're here right now doesn't mean that that's where they were in the past. So the, so that could have been that could have been the story of Lemuria but it wasn't it it some people yes anded that and <laughs> it did not end up in a cute animated movie with Michael J Fox <laughs> voice the voice uh, it, it did it's called Madagascar and goddamn Sasha Barraco and talks to yeah well yeah. well there, there is that but I was also going to talk about Helena Blavatsky uh, with <laughs> oh pop pop here we go pop pop okay so H P B okay and, and and right and so I will probably I may have to hand the baton back to you for some of this too because okay so Helena Blavatsky Russian occultist rich white Russian bitch who really pissed off her parents so they sent her on a travel abroad and instead of going on a travel abroad and experiencing the culture and drinking the ocean water yeah she just got too horned up for it and decided that. She understood the like root of all mysticism and magic in world. Yeah, and created theosophy. Created theosophy. Um, also, to be here after known as the Silmarillion of the Nazi Party. Yeah, right. But yes, yes to be and. fair though, like okay, so I have the Secret Doctrine, and like mm -hmm. I've read it. When I say I've read it, I mean I've I've looked at words, mm -hmm. and like you could hand me like a a, a textbook on like. Uh, agricultural practices in Sanskrit, mm -hmm. and I'm pretty goddamn sure that I would discern about the same amount of shit. I do not know what the fuck the secret. I've read the Secret Doctrine like maybe half a dozen times. It's not that long, but yeah. I don't know what it says. It's like it's the like the secret history of humanity. Um, there's root races like so. There's like there's like the human race. Um, there's the second race. There's the third race. There's like at some point we're like astral jellyfish. Oh, wow. But then, like, the one that, when I say, like, Silmarillion of Nazi Party, like, she talks about a, a race called the Aryans, and Hitler read about that. Right. And she, it's not, it's not the same thing. Like, right, 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 right. She names them as Aryans, it's a whole different deal, but Hitler read that and was like, oh, that's a via, yeah. <laughs> it's a whole thing. Like, again, yes, anding yourself into stupidity. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So and yeah. so. Sorry, I didn't mean to like jump in front. No, of no, her, no, no. I was. No, she's she studied with like uh, Tibetan mystics. Mm -hmm. She took from this like this is what it is. It's this hidden like secret history of Earth and humans and mm -hmm. fuck. Maybe it is. I don't. At this point, I've tried to read it a couple times and I still don't know. So like, it's so impenetrable. Maybe she's right because I can't disprove her. Right. Well, and. I also think it's one of the few occasions where a person would have been less crazy if they did drink seawater. Um, <laughs> but um, I bet she drank a lot of seawater too. And and who and maybe I don't know how much there is in Tibet, but but still, right? Yeah, like the, the the point remains. So so Lemuria. Well, there are Josh. There are ocean fossils on Mount Everest. <laughs> this is true. This is absolutely true. Which is 
orogenic upheaval. Never mind, that's not the point. <laughs> Sorry, keep going. No, it's okay. Oh, so 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 right. So this is like yeah, the Lemuria, the land of lemurs. <laughs> Right, this is maybe like the odd one out, because this was like a purely sort of like scientific proposal. Uh, and then right, when eventually like continental drift and plate tectonics, when those were becoming more the consensus, right, like this kind of fell away. However, it does still live on. Uh, Lemuria does still live on in popular culture, and not just because of Blavatsky. The Swedish symphonic metal band Therion has a 2003 album named Lemuria. Um, there's apparently a animated TV show that ran from 2015 to 2019 called The Deep, not to be confused with the same character on The Boys. Um, (laughs) also, uh, Underwater Fishman, yeah. Also Underwater Fishman. And even, or perhaps, like, most official, on the coat of arms of the British Indian Ocean Territory... As recent as 1990, uh, the coat of arms features two types of turtle, uh, a Union Jack, a palm tree, St. Edward's crown, a sun in splendor, and the Latin phrase, in tutela nostra Lemuria, which is Latin for Lemuria is in our trust, is in our charge. So, I fucking love that. Let's keep it. We're gonna do that. I love that. Let's. We're doing it. We're keeping it. Right. And so, yeah. In 1990, fuck Paula Tadena is like the words of two wizards. Now it's in Cutra Nostra Lemuria. Yeah. yeah. And so it is. So it's like, I don't see Atlantis in any coat of arms, or I'm, I'm sure there is, but like one is commissioned for the British Indian Ocean Territory. Um. Queen Elizabeth II signed off on that. So, I mean, I mean, come on. <laughs> so what do you do? What do you do? It's, it's yeah, it's there. It's there. <laughs> and so I said that, like, th- this one maybe didn't necessarily have a lost civilization or maybe it was that. Or at least not to, again, us from the sort of, like, quote-unquote Western perspective. There is, in the Tamil uh, tradition... In India, the Indian subcontinent, there is such a apparently legendarily sunken landmass called Kumari Kandam. Hmm. That okay. is a maybe a big triangular landmass that links Madagascar and India and even like the western part of Australia. And so Kumari Kandam was. Yeah, I guess like the Tamil version of Atlantis where there was this giant land and apparently like an advanced civilization there that says that um yeah, the the like cities and the and the land uh were quote seized by the ocean. So I don't know. I think I may have to, like, do a deeper dive into Kumari Kandam. Um, Interesting. But also, wouldn't you know it, Mark? Gosh darn it. This maybe seems to be the other thing. Just like, yeah, like Mu and Lemuria sort of were like, yeah, the, the Cimmerillion for the Nazis. Dang it, Kumari Kandam apparently is the Cimmerillion for, like, Tamil nationalists. Um. <laughs> oh, good, 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 good. 
Because what? It was um, a really cool place where our forefathers came out of. Yeah. And, uh, and it got too cool, and God said, fuck you. So it's. Yeah, like, and the. Hey, man, we unify under the idea of the brotherhood and fuck the browner people. Yeah, and it uh, was the cradle of civilization and so much better. And. Um, yeah, darn it. Maybe that's the other. That's the other thing that kind of comes up. Oh, rats. <laughs> So, Lemuria, the land of the lemurs, and apparently Tamil supremacy. (laughs) You know what, though? Goddamn, if it ain't nice to have, like, um, not, like, what, white supremacists, it ain't white supremacists. Uh, Right, yeah. That also is a thing. Yeah, it's not just limited to the Germanic peoples. (laughs) It's all of us. Josh, all of us. we are unified under the fucking swastika, whether we, we know are, it or right. not. No, but totally. Not in, like, the upbeat way that I was saying, but in, like, the mean Mr. Mustache way. Yay! Yeah, I just... Thanks, I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, okay, so, so yeah, so Lemuria was going to be, right? Yeah, a little bit, a little bit smaller, but... Uh, okay, so... I don't know, Mark. Any like closing thoughts or, 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 or like anything that you want to end with? Because it sounded like there was maybe something you wanted to like offer for like maybe a little more sincere consideration. So, all of this considered, yeah, we can Atlantis. We can call it. It was an allegory that got yes ended into stupidity. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mu and Lemuria, yes ended into racism and stupidity. <laughs> um, but I got one that actually. Okay, I'm just going to talk about this, and I'm going to write. Th- I'm going to read to you this as I wrote it in my uh, outline. Okay, yeah. Um, I need to preface this by taking a step back and saying that I really do think that this is a real thing. This mm-hmm. is actually like the realest we'll have to like an actual sunken city, continent, whatever, right? Yeah. Um, but I am an ad- I am an objective wizard, mostly. Dot dot dot. <laughs> um, this is a deal called um. Uh, Lyonese. And I am saying that wrong. I know I'm saying it wrong. It's like Southern English. And that gets weird, like Welsh Celtic. And I know I'm pronouncing it wrong. I'm going to call it Lyonese. What this is, is a sunken city slash. It's not a city. It's bigger than a city. Mm -hmm. I don't know how you do like ancient townships. We're going to call it a a sunken county, right? Okay. Yeah, sure. Um, it's off the southern coast of England, off the like the Cornwall side, right? Okay. Cornwall, England, backs up to this bit. Okay, so so yeah, like Wales, kind of Wales, the Welsh sort of. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Exactly. Yeah, and that's why I get reticent about it because, like, hey, listeners, go check out our Hellhound episode mm-hmm. and or our Mysterious Lights parts one and two, where I fucking th- uh, stumble, fumble my way through uh, Welsh. I'm yeah. just so sorry. Well, but I still um, think they uh, appreciate the shout out. So so yeah. Yeah. yeah, like I'm trying. I'm trying so hard. Yeah, like, yeah, guys, get me like a tourist guide to Welsh. Let me like help me get better. Teach my goddamn ignorant American <laughs> tongue to be better than it is. But so, um, uh, according to the Anglo-Saxon Chronicle, mm-hmm. um, on November 11th of 1099, but but also there is a chron- or there's also an accounting of this in 1089. Mm. But but there's also one from 1014, but but also an account of this from the 500s. So 500 years before this, right? Gotcha. Um, 
I've talked before, I don't think our, like, timeline is our timeline as we know it. I think that humanity has kind of lost the idea of timekeeping, especially in, like, the weird, like, uh, Roman am- Empire expansion into, like, the medieval, into, the like, the Black Death Ages. We I think yeah. we lost a lot of time. I, I would agree. But, like, we just have, like, an approximate deal, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there are accounts of this place called uh, Linus and... It sank. It's a sunken city. It's a sunken county. It's a sunken state. William of Malmesbury reported that in Mons Bay in Cornwall, it there was a section of like southern Cornwall that was destroyed by a tsunami at some point during the 1000s. Ocean water. So basically, ocean water just poured over a southern coastal region in Britain, and it washed away an entire city. Um, by and large, this was a single landmass that was co- connected to the English mainland, and it was reported... It's been there. It's on Roman maps up until about 550 AD. Mm. Maximus of Ephesus reported that was a real thing, and he lived up until 372 AD, so we got him going. Um, in its uh, county seat, it held 140 villages, and in those 140 villages, you can also read that as there's 140 churches, probably. I mean that's um, that's a lot of churches. <laughs> it's a shitload of church. It's a shitload of people. It's a big area. It's a yeah. big goddamn area. Um, right now this region you can look you can go there. I looked into it. I watched a shitload of BBC videos from the 1980s about this uh, island archipelago called the Island of Silly. S C I L L Y. Not like I'm being a silly <laughs> wizard, but it's silly. It, and that's how they say it. I'm not being right. I did yeah, look yeah, that yeah. one up, and I can say the island of silly with like a hundred percent like confidence. Right. No, I got you. Um, this is a massive island archipelago. Um, it can so uh, according to local legends, uh, when tides get really rough, you can hear church bells ringing underneath the ocean. Okay, that's awesome. Out of these 140 villages slash probably 140 churches, That's give awesome. or take. That's awesome. Because, again, again, assuming that this is, like, yeah. you know, medieval Europe, right. England, like, every goddamn township had, had its own church. Yeah, exactly. Right. And that was, like, the, like, center. That was, like, the focal point of, yeah, the little, oh. Woo. Woo. Yeah. <laughs> um, to that end, uh, local fishermen fishing off or in certain island or certain, wow, fishing off certain spots in Scilly. They pull up um, old fishing traps or old masonry or old woodwork. It just happens. They just pull this shit up. That's so cool. It's just a thing that we still do to this day. That's so stinking um, cool. Right now, the island of Scilly is made up of about 50 individual islands, and four of which have been before. So between right now and back then, at least four of these islands have a prehistorical uh archaeological sites there is like prehistoric uh megalithic sites uh there are uh the the uh the the long uh chamber tombs and there are stone cairns there's the standing stone cairns oh, God, on mean, most of these islands let's go come oh man oh this right this has to Okay, so and and I know I know you're getting horned up, and I'm, I'm really getting very super horned up. Here. Yeah, I'm getting super horned up, man. <laughs> I love it; it's great. Um, uh, as it is right now, uh, there are megalithic sites on most of these islands, but there's also stone buildings, like very primitive, st- just stone stack buildings mm-hmm. 
below the high tide mark. So like as the tide comes out and in in this in this region of Scilly, um, you can see the tops of buildings. Uh, people have reported seeing like spires of what they want to call churches, like during times of like super heavy storms when like the ocean gets really violent. But like before it gets violent, like um, before big waves come, the water recedes a little bit. Mm-hmm. And they talk about like the tops of church spires. That's <sighs> and so really quick, I want to touch on um, from Lanny's to Big Alien, Big Cats, and Back Again, Volume One, mm-hmm. a compendium of myth, myth. Sorry, a compendium of myths, legends, and strange tales by Elizabeth Randall. So I read this book about a month ago, and that's why I told you we need to do this for our one year right. when I read this book. But um, right, right. So this comes out of an archaeological model of the island of Scilly, uh, published by Professor Charles Thomas. While the islands have been separated from the mainland Britain for many thousands of years, the depth of the water between them is shallower that Bayer, Tesco, and Samson are still joined at low astronomical tides and fall only 10 meters, or a fall of only 10 meters, so 30 feet, would unite them. The island of St. Agnes and the western rocks, and therefore, Scilly, represents a drowned landscape illustrated by the existence of causeways linking these islands, a submerged stone field, boundaries, and other archaeological sites within the intertidal zone. Uh, Dr. D... Or, sorry, Doc... Jesus Christ, fireball and ranch water, Josh, goddamn. (laughs) Dr. B. P. Horton from Durham University states... University states... The origin of the legend of Lanice uh, must, to a certain extent, stem from ancient folk memories of the Neolithic inundations of areas surrounding the Cornish coast, particularly Mounts Bay, but more, speci- more specifically from the history of the islands of Scilly themselves. And also notes that there are local legends of Lanice connected to a Breton story of the ca- drowning of Caris, also known as Caris, where a king escaped a flood. There's uh, multiple flood stories. In the same time, same region. That's right here in this area, right? That's so cool. Um, if you want to get more mythy about it, about 500, there is a story about uh, the sinking of a city called, or uh, I guess you call it a town. I don't know what you call this shit. Yeah, a sinking of an area that you would call Cantriff in Cardigan Bay in Wales, the city of Ys. Y S. It is also said to be the homeland of the founder. Of the family Trevelyan, which is like a very prominent oh, yeah. family in Cornish mythology. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the yeah, so uh, this forebearer escaped the sinking, the cataclysm, on a white horse, and to this day, the Trevelyan family crest is a white horse sinking under the waves. That's so stinking cool, man. And also, you might know this. Um, hey, maybe English nerds are going to have their ears prick up just a bit here. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the hometown of the Arthurian knight Tristan. Oh, yeah. It's talked about in the tragedy of Tristan and Isolde. It's a thing. Um, there have been extensive mapping projects. Um, at one point in the 1980s, there was a Russian group of scientists that were trying to find, like, they thought Atlantis was in, like, the British islands. And they've had a deal called the uh, Cornish Shelf. And it's just like this, it's a higher point of land under the waves. Oh, man. That's just... Uh, The most, it's insane. It's so fucking nuts. There's, 
uh, the Linus Project right now, they main they're doing lidar mapping, so you're using like um, high radar to ping down mm-hmm. and like get a like idea of the ground. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, they maintain that there is a thing. There's something underneath these waves. This is a really really shallow area. Right. And they maintain that, like, while the idea that, like, oh, yeah, this whole, like, 140 villages, like, sank together as one, well, probably not. But there's a cultural hangover in every, in all represented peoples in the region that something had to be there. The most, the most consistent theory for its sinking was that in 540, a uh, meteor hit, and it was a comet, or it was a fragment off the Halley's Comet that struck the Earth and caused a rapid melt of ice in Scandinavia. Holy cow. And that's what caused this inundation. And if you look at Roman maps, uh, this region stops existing post 540. <sighs> this is also backed by dendrochronology or dendrochronology tree testing. Mm-hmm. If you go back to our dinosaurs episode, or also, Josh, do you remember our Tunguska episode? Oh, yeah. And we talked about how there's that iridium layer. Mm-hmm. There's an iridium layer in trees that dates back to about 540 BC or 540 AD. There, I don't have evidence for this. I don't have more than this. Other than there's a lot, no, but there's a lot. There's a lot of. But you know what? Quite frankly, I think that like there's enough in this little tiny, like this little segment right here is like going to be like eight minutes, maybe kind of sorta. Mm-hmm. But this is the most like, Josh. There's a goddamn sunken city. Yeah. In our well, recent quote unquote history, and we found it. Yeah. Well, and and to that point, okay, James Cameron. Instead of like tromping up to the middle of the. Atlantic, because Plato, like, clearly, like, there's clearly not, there's clearly not a continent the size of Libya and Asia. It's not going to happen. Don't, don't go there. Don't go to Mu. Don't go to Lemuria. Like, but pour your efforts into, yeah, trying to find Lyonese. Like, like, come on. Like, that's, that's where we should be. That's where we should be dividing. That's where we should, if we're looking into a thing, it ought to be there. Like. Yeah, right. And again, like. Um, a lot, a lot of it's anecdotal evidence, but like the air, the, the surrounding ocean in this region is crazy turbulent. Like sea mm. levels, like they're really, really dynamic. They rise and fall like, and that's now that's modern day. Like, yeah, right. Right. So who's to say that 1500 slash, uh, I'm bad at, no, I guess what? Yeah. So 1500 or so 500 be 1500 and then yeah, whatever. Like, it doesn't matter. Like. It's there. There's a thing there, There's a thing there. that existed, yeah. and now it's gone. We've yeah. lost it because the ocean swallowed it. Like, yeah. Well, and 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 also too, right? Like, I forget the statistic, but I think it. I think it's something like like half of the world's population lives. I don't know, like like fifty miles from the coast, or something like that. Like, yeah. So. And and as you were saying too, Mark, right? Like 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 that's not a static thing. Like that 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 changes with with whatever's going on. And, and yeah, sometimes yeah, like shit happens, and like there's this big tectonic shift, and like yeah, massive uh, 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 areas of land will just yeah like fall into the ocean. Like sinkholes are a thing, and. Hey, hey, Louisiana. Yeah, yeah. Talk to me in like Look 10 at- years. <laughs> Talk to me in 10 years when like all of Baton Rouge is gone. Yeah, and so it will be as 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 we are entering our third year and our fifth season 
like the yeah like the the robot anthropologists 2000 years from now will be like you see here these two wizards we're talking about sunken cities so new or so new orleans must have existed and then you know (laughs) like yeah that's gonna that's gonna happen that's gonna happen and like i talk a lot of shit about like i really hope global warming comes in like destroys antarctica so we can go get those fossils but like yeah that shit happens there there will be a cataclysm and no it won't happen overnight like we're not yeah we've seen sea levels rising over the last like 30 years like yeah in my lifetime in your lifetime josh Mm -hmm. you have heard people talking about like sea level rise right and like man the time is going to come again here pretty soon yeah wink 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 like geologic history wise soon right like, right yeah it um, may not be a day you and a will night. have oceanfront property in arizona like yeah it's a thing that will happen like the juan de fuca will subduct all the way and california is just gonna like <laughs> succumb to that fault line and when it does like that's it like Right. In a single day and out of misfortune, the Castro District in San Francisco <laughs> was punished for its homosexuality. And that's not me. That's God getting mad at you guys. Right. Like yeah. I just don't don't take God it up with damn, us. dude. Like yeah. No, it is. And so and so right. And so but you is. know too, like you know too, mm-hmm. uh right now we as a people exist in a like largely digital medium. Yeah. That solar flare is gonna hit. Oh yeah. And baby. all this shit is gonna be gone, and they're gonna be like, oh, Hey, there was a civilization here like 800 years ago. What happened to it? We have no fucking clue. It looks like it sank. What was it called? Holywad? Yeah, Holy I don't Wad? know. Right. Holywad. Like, yeah. Ah, yes. The the point of j- God's jism right here. <laughs> like, yeah, it's... <laughs> Sorry, that was gross. No, no, that got me. That was brilliant. I can't think of a better way to end the episode, so we might as well end it. But that's where it is, oh, like. <laughs> no, but, um, but, but okay. we could have talked about the Bimini Stones in Cuba. Cuba, wow, so like a dickhead <laughs> in Cuba. Like, um, there are sunken cities in China. Yeah. Um, look, guys, there's river systems that flood. Mm-hmm. Man-made. They're, okay, so like right now, as global warming occurs, and the planet is drying, as we enter our new hot, wet, but also like period of high drought in the Americas. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tahoe is drying up. Mead yeah, is drying up. Yeah, I saw up. those. I saw those pictures. We're exposing cities. Um, yeah. We're exposing, like, sunken t- or towns that were flooded. Mm-hmm. We're getting that shit back. Like... Yeah. So there's that silver dude, lining, time too. is just a flat circle. Yeah. I am so hammered on fireball. I'm sorry. I... <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. okay. Let me Let me reel you up. Let me, like... Yeah, like, dive halfway down and then drop a rope and, like, pull you up from, from this, like, Tholos or whatever that's 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 buried beneath there. Um, so, so, yeah. So, yeah. And as you're saying, Mark, like, clearly some of these, not all of them, but some of these things have truly happened. And... There is a thing. There, there, yeah, there's a thing. Like, and if Atlantis was said to be, for us, 11,000 years ago... Uh, yeah, at, at the rate of things are going, it's going to be, yeah, like orders of magnitude less than that. It'll be, yeah, like hundreds of years before, yeah, cities like fall off or, or whatever. And then, yeah, we'll leave it to the robot anthropologists to try to piece together and see if, yeah, see if they can make, see if they can make sense of these weird combinations of plastic and metal and silicas 
that uh, maybe are theorized to be storage devices that that contain such things like the Two Wizards podcast. And so tell us, listeners, what are your experiences? How, maybe you're one of our Welsh listeners who can tell us, who can fill us in more on the Lost City. We know you're there. Are you mad at me for mispronouncing your fucking sunken city? Well, come at me, bro. Come at me, bro. So, it's, but, so tell us, are you an Atlantis stan? Do you respectfully disagree? They're like, no, that definitely was a place, even though it definitely wasn't. Do you want to incorporate Lemuria on your family coat of arms? You can buy like like a square foot of land in Scotland and become a lord. And then you can say uh, Lem- Lemuria Delenda Est. Fuck, fuck those lemurs. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, do you have a better idea for this tropical drink called a cataclysm? That may or may not include carrot juice. We want to know. So please. We, uh, Josh and I almost goddamn drink a, 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 almost made a drink with fucking fish sauce in it. Because <laughs> yeah, that's what I sent to him. And I'm so glad neither one of us did. I was tempted, Because I don't Mark. need to edit us out like puking up on Mike. Like, I was so tempted. But but yeah, but but I have school tomorrow and you have work tomorrow. So so it is. We got we, 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 we to start raining some things in. I got a nine to five tomorrow, John. <laughs> I know. Oh, oh, oh. So listeners, tell us. We always love hearing from you. We've been having some really good DMs. With with a, a, a couple super fans. Yes, there is the rogue from the north, but also we have a super fan down in the land down under. Uh, and so it, it's been great to like hear their feedback and talk with them. And we want to do that with you too. So send us an email. So, yeah, you can send us an email to two wizards podcast at gmail.com. Our Twitter account is at two wizards pod C1. Um, and y- yeah. Do do those things. Do those things. I'm gonna have more carrot juice and rum. Um, you can find me, Josh, on Twitter. I'm at Plaid Barbarian. Mark uh, has a couple of other projects going on. What are those? You can find me on our sister podcast, The Dangle Podcast, a weekly King of the Hill podcast, where me and my good buddy Johnny take two episodes of The King of the Hill and we talk about it and see like it's Atlantean. Okay, so like King of the Hill is Atlantis and it's the perfect TV show. But is it? Because we're going to talk about the good parts and the high parts and the high spots and the low spots. Mm. And we're going to see where it is. And this week we're doing um, Father of the Bribe and I'm with Cupid. That's where Khan bribes Bobby to break up with Connie. Yep, yep. Followed by them breaking up and Bobby going insane and getting bad advice from Bill. And hey, uh, we got a lot to say about it. Last week we talked, did Bobby goes nuts that the, that's my purse. I don't know you. And man, Johnny and I fucking hate that episode. Go listen to that one. Cause it might be our most controversial episode. Maybe go find me over there or, or, uh, as like a personal note, you can find me on Marky Stardust on Twitter. Yeah. Um, Josh, I'm sorry. The two wizards Instagram is like kind of going fallow. I it's just, okay, man. Man, it's it's only Facebook ads, and I hate it. I don't want to buy into it. Yeah, no, but that guys, makes total sense. Two wizards on Twitter, we're there. We are there. Like, you can find us there. We are there. We are active. Um, Josh, it's looking like our Twitter poll. 
I am gonna from last week of Mario Bros. I'm gonna be playing Super Mario Sunshine <gasps> and completing that. Yahoo! There we go, man. No, but I'm, but, I'm but listeners, if you hear that this week and go, I want to fucking dictate Mark's life. I hate that guy. Let's make him suffer. Then you can go vote on that poll, and you can make me play as Poland in Civ Six without religion, like. <laughs> That's the thing you can do. Go find us there. Go engage us. Listeners, we love you. You know who you are. We have a Goodreads. If, like, so, like, I didn't shout my sources out tonight, but I will have updated we'll our Goodreads up. page. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll absolutely follow up with all those. Uh, I have updated that as of right now. You can find us on Goodreads. Go look at what we're doing. Um, I think Josh is, like, tentatively backdooring us into a youtube yeah. i don't know I'm, but like slowly but surely. man we're getting there like yeah, slowly but surely testing, wizards. testing the waters as as in a single day and item misfortune the island of atlantis was swallowed in a cataclysm of water in a single two and a half years of podcasting two wizards power only rose we are only rising <laughs> we are going to more platforms we're getting bigger yeah, we're getting get bigger, better we're getting stronger better and god damn it we love you all, everyone. I am... Man, Josh, I forgot how, like, aggressively horny Fireball makes me. I'm sorry. No, um, it's okay. Well, I'm going to stop talking. My name is Mark. I am a wizard. Thank you for listening. We love you all, everyone. Josh, you talk now. Go. Okay, okay, yes. I am Josh. I'm also a wizard. And I think, if nothing else, because, man, just like banger after banger for season five, um, I think I've also unlocked some new magic here. Because with this keratoclism... Um, yeah, I'm both, I'm both sauced, um, and I have night vision from all this vitamin A and carotene, (laughs) so I've, I've, I've unlocked a new magic here. (laughs) But anyway, yes, thank you for joining us. Please drop us a line. We love you all, and take care. Caritadena. Caritadena! He rolled upon his back! And after that, I killed them all! Ah! 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 Ah!